Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Grind Season. This is uh, Anthony Sane along with my co-host Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 on 92.9 ESPN. Here in Memphis, Tennessee, they are Odyssey Station, of course. Uh, we're trying something new again today. We are currently live on Twitter on the at Grind Season Pod account, as well as our Facebook page, which we launched today. We hope you guys are checking us out there. If not, you will be able to get the full audio stream as well as um, the YouTube stream, which will be up very soon as well. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Jason Smith, what's going on with your brother? Just ready to uh, get to tonight. Big one. Backs against the wall, so ready to get to it, brother. A lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. I'm getting out these tweets now uh, to let people know we are live. Thank you guys for supporting us here on the Grind Season Podcast. Subscribe to us on the free Odyssey app um, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like we said, we are available as well on YouTube. Um, That's on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Um, we thank you guys for rocking with us so far. We are in the playoffs. The Grizzlies trail two games to one. Jason Smith, after um, a tough loss, uh disgusting loss <laughs> in some instances that they suffered uh, on Saturday, Saturday night, a game that started at 9 o'clock. It was setting up for a bad night for Anthony Sane, Jason Smith. I will say that. Um, I hate these late game starts uh, with the passion. Um I was debating on going to the official Memphis Grizzlies watch party on Saturday. Those plans got unofficial real quick. Uh, Jason Smith, I, um, I I caught some footage of the of the Grizzlies watch party, and um, it looked like they were passing around an iPad from the size of the screens that I saw. It was exactly what I thought it would be. It looked like it was the same exact screens that were up there last year. Uh, couldn't do it. I was like, no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't see anything before I decided not to go. I just decided not to go because I didn't want to do outside nine o'clock. Probably had to pay the parking or park super far away. Wasn't down for none of that, Jason Smith. So uh, I was thinking about going to the uh, uh, Bluff City Media had an event at um, at a uh, uh, high high what is it? High somebody brewery, high cotton brewery. I was like, man, a black man can't do nothing. That don't remind you of uh, either slavery or uh, <laughs> or the Jim Crow era. <laughs> we had the party on Fourth Bluff, which used to be called Slave Something. I can't remember what the auction park or something like that. And then you had High Cotton Brewery. I, was like, no, I don't think I want to do either one of these. Uh, but I was in full preparation, Jason Smith, to go to the, the watch party at High, uh, High Cotton Brewery. But uh, when I saw that score, I was like, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, 
I'm gonna tuck it in on this one. Uh, you guys listening probably heard or saw a lot more of the game than I did. Uh, I did not see the flurry by John Morant. I didn't see any of it. I didn't see anything. I didn't see much, but us getting killed in the beginning. And I uh, I tucked it in for the night, uh, Jason Smith. Where did you actually? How much of the game did you actually watch? Did you see the 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 uh, the, the classic comeback? Did you see the John Morant run? How much of the actual game did you see, Jason? Yeah, yeah, I stayed until the end. I almost feel a little bit like a fool saying that I did, considering the fact that you bowed out early and and what did oh, I uh, got about it. What have I gained by staying all four quarters other than uh, – So you stayed up to, to, to make sure we could have an awesome podcast today? Is that the reason why you stayed up? No, 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 no. I stayed up actually thinking the Grizzlies, you know, it, it was really to watch John Moran. I'm not going to lie to you, to see yeah. uh, what you would get the rest of him. I figured it was over after a quarter, uh, but you did cut it down. You outscored him. I know the team has repeated it a million times by 16 over the final three. I was really just watching job because, like I told you, saying, like I told everybody mm-hmm. going into this one, I wasn't going to be overly up or down about any – well, yeah. I'll put it this way, overly down – about a loss or a blowout loss. We said the mission was to get two. I mean, get one of the two. And right. so, to me, once they went down 35-9 first quarter, that game's over. Dylan Brooks gets ejected early third quarter. It was about, okay, is Ja healthy enough, right, to to be what they need in a game four now that you've got to steal? So, it, you know, that's, that's why I stuck around. And, and I think what's clear – I mean, if there's anything to draw from that game in terms of the Grizzlies side positively, it's the fact that John Morant seemed to be feeling no ill effects from a hand that just a couple of days earlier, you know, it kept him out of game two. That's a good thing for the Grizzlies because you're not going to win game four without John Morant playing good to well. I still, I don't think, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, John going over 40, you know, him trying to do it by himself is not what's going to get you a win against this team. So there's got to be some sort of, uh, you know, it's a combination of the team mm-hmm. playing well, the ball moving well, and John playing well. But no, man, I, I continued to watch because I wanted to see how healthy that hand was for Ja, and it looked good and healthy. Yeah, um, I didn't catch much of it. I did see that Ja's hand did seem to be fine. When it first came on, you know, he was getting a couple of turnovers early, and I was like, oh, shit, like, Ja's not right, man. But he definitely turned it up, and he was fine. Um, we will talk about this some more today on the show. Um uh, Definitely want to, definitely going to talk about the game three loss in LA. We also will talk about uh, Dylan Brooks' uh, comments after the game and the day after the game. Um, just a crock of bullshit from Dylan Brooks, basically calling out the media, not calling out the media, but kind of blaming the media for the Dylan the, Dylan the villain persona. We'll talk about that later on in the show. And of course, we will wrap it up with who brought the seasoning. Hard to talk about the seasoning and the loss and such a deflating loss, but there are some. Uh, there's at least one person, a person I can think of to talk about who brought the seasoning, and I'm sure you can come up with one as well. But back to what we started out the show with: the Grizzlies did lose in Game Three uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think they were down 35 to nine after the first quarter. I want to say that was a historic, historically bad. Uh, Opening quarter, no team has scored nine points in the first quarter of a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Not the way that you wanted things to go um, in game three. I know that you, as well as uh, John Martin, your co-host on the Jason and John show, I know that both of you guys were basically conceding game three, um, assuming the Grizzlies with loss, and also being fine with that, uh, just knowing that you have to get one of these two games. Um, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking the Grizzlies needed to kind of get that game 
yesterday to put not put as much pressure on game four because game four now is it's a must win game if you're down three games to one that game in memphis wednesday feels like okay let's go go out to support the guys and say our goodbyes for the season like that's what that feels like at that point if you lose the game tonight um it'll be tough if you lose the game tonight but i i do feel like there are some positive things you can pull from this game um job went crazy you know what i mean and we saw him do that the question is how much of that was garbage time when you're down 35 to 9 in the first quarter the rest of the game kind of feels like garbage time a veteran team like like led by guys like lebron james and davis kind of know how to conserve themselves and how to uh you know play enough defense to kind of keep you at bay um it might have been some of that but you know, we did see John Morant emerge, and we see that his hand is healthy enough to score 45 points. You know what I mean? Nice. So yeah, that's something that I think is definitely a plus. Um, I don't really have too much other else to gather from this game. Tyus Jones now one of 13 from three. Desmond Bain, I can't remember how many points he had, but it wasn't anything, you know, super impressive from him. We will talk about uh those type of things, the things that are the keys to the Grizzlies pulling out a game tonight in game four. Uh, what was where do you think the game? We all know that the Grizzlies got down early, they were down 35 to 9 in the first quarter. What do you think really made the game a loss for the Grizzlies? What all led to that losing formula for the Grizzlies, you think, in uh, in game three? Uh, I think Dylan Brooks set him up to get you know jumped essentially. And when you don't have the uh, the energy level to match that. And early on, no one did. And listen, I'm not trying to put this at the feet of Dylan Brooks. It's obvious you didn't just lose that game because of Dylan Brooks uh, getting thrown out, uh, taking 13 shots before, you know, early in the third quarter. The energy wasn't there from any, you know, anybody early on. Jaron Jackson's getting into foul trouble. Desmond Bain, for whatever reason, uh, has not been able to shoot the ball well against the Lakers all season long. He's 30% from three in this series. Nobody was really ready to, to match to answer the bell that night and a bell that you already knew was going to be ringing louder because of the things Dylan Brooks had said, the way he had gotten that crowd ready for that game. We said first time in 10 years, like, so there was an energy level, right. That you, that you were going to be forced to match that you didn't even come close to. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, and Taylor Jenkins has mentioned that, you know, being ready for was the moment too big. Maybe it was, maybe the moment was too big, but mm-hmm. again, it was made bigger by some foolish comments by a guy yeah. who seems right now more interested in doing his own thing than he is with, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, we don't need to give any extra right. We got enough things to worry about in our house alone that we right. need to give some bulletin board material. But then saying you go back to the point just real quick on on, on Dylan, mm-hmm. like how then after you lose the game, <laughs> you don't want to talk. And now it's the media's fault because they've made you a villain as <laughs> if you haven't invited this yourself. Yeah. Saying it feels like we've had the same conversation with John uh, Morant about John Morant mm-hmm. about the the victim. Oh, the, you know the 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 I, you know I, I'm a victim. One thing keeps happening on the other. When we've said so much of it's self inflicted. So here's my take. You know what you got with Ja? We gotta persevere through the growing pains. Ja Morant's a superstar. Right. Can't wait to get to the other side of these growing pains mm-hmm. because it's going to pay off. You and I both know this in a big way. For Dylan Brooks. Mm-mm. Nah, you, we don't you have to have pros that. around Ja Morant. And young Jaron Jackson Jr. is on his way to being a pro, has made a huge jump this year in terms of being a professional. Der- Desmond Bain, I believe in him as a pro. Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. right now is not is not a professional trying to help his team right. win advance in the playoffs. 
he, to your point, as you said last week, is selling the Dylan Brooks brand. That's right. no good right now. And you mm -hmm. cannot have like, you know, you got two situations. You got Ja trying to get through his deal. Now you got Dylan not concerned at all. It's just you saying when you add all that up, the fact that you're shorthanded, they didn't have a damn chance in game three. Right. Not <laughs> right. a chance in hell. So, right. you know, hopefully, like we said, Ja's healthy enough. Dylan is, if I'm Taylor Jenkins, I'm not letting him lose this game for me. He's not taking more than 10 shots in this game. That's what the yeah, Lakers sure. want him to do, saying. Yeah. So my, my point is hopefully you are at least enough on the same page tonight that you right. can, you know, you can have a chance to steal. Because there wasn't a chance in game three, saying. Yeah, I think I think one of the most deflating things that happened in that game is uh seeing Jaron Jackson Jr. take two quick fouls in the first Early game. fouls, yeah. But, Something that he's been right. on top of the entire time. There's like, oh, okay, now we got to deal with hostile environment on the road. It's Jaren's true. a totally different guy. He's fouling guys. And it just was so deflating, man, to see Jaron make as many leaps as he's had, to still have these road woes or just you know, foul prob problems. You know, It's, it's, it's going to happen occasionally, as thin as they yeah. are, though, saying. You know, yeah, I, exactly. I'm with you. It was discouraging, but he's he's not turned the corner where he's done with it on a mm – -hmm. On a roster where you know the, the only thing he's got next to him is Xavier Tillman, like we were probably yeah. always going to get a reversion of some of this, at least see, see some yeah. of the throwback to it. But, it, but yeah. you're right, what that didn't help the start either. It killed, no, nah. nah. and Tillman didn't have a good game at all. Um, you know, can't really expect him to be the guy he was in game two every game, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't really have much fight, much kickback at all with what the Lakers were doing. Um, Desmond Bain. I think it's a big deal. Desmond Bain has not really had those Desmond Bain games that we saw right. in the Minnesota series. Arguably, man, if you just want to be honest, last year in the playoffs, that that Minnesota Timberwolves series was won by Desmond Bain and Brandon Clark. Those were your two best players in that series. And we just haven't seen that type of impact from Desmond Bain. I don't know if it's something they're doing to him defensively. Shout out to Austin Reeves, a guy who I gave a lot of shit to, a guy I've got a lot of criticism to. We're doing a very good job of guarding Desmond Bain. He makes him period. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, giving it to him on both ends. Um, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's, you know, something with his foot. But we've not seen Bain be that guy, especially from three. He haven't. He hasn't had a very loud game offensively, especially from three-point land uh, this entire series. I don't know if he's going to break out from that. We need him to. But, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with him as far as it's concerned. But if we win game four, I think something that has to happen is a big Desmond Bain game. I think the Grizzlies need a game where they make a lot of threes. And I think that's going to have to be the recipe for them to win tonight. He's the, a, let's look. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, he's due. To, yeah, to, he's due, to your, for sure. It, listen, it, it, it's hard to tell. It's just like the John Morant points in the, in the, uh, you know, over those, the final half of that game. And the, Bain finished three of seven from three in that game. He ended up going seven of 14. And while that's not a sizzling bang game like we're used to, it was closer to any, you know, the bang that we saw going into the playoffs, the bang that was shooting 50% from the field, 40 from three, hitting everything, averaging 22 points. It was closer to that bang. The thing is, yeah. the Lakers were on coast mode then. But my, I'm saying that saying to say I'm hopeful that tonight that little bit of, you know, shooting touch that he found, hopefully he still got it tonight because you're going to need it. 30% yeah. from bang. In this series from three, that's not no. that, that that's not due. Not winning that way. And you cannot win this series with him shooting that low. So I'm I'm with you. I mean, this is the must win. You need it now 
Hopefully mm-hmm. he found a little something late in that game that wasn't just, you know, even with the Lakers coaching, hey, hey, if the shot dropped, they ain't guarding me, whatever. Because Bang, we know it's about rhythm. So hopefully mm-hmm. he's found a, you know, maybe found the, the you know, the 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 sight, you know, the, you know, sort of the hints of rhythm at the end of that game, and maybe it'll translate tonight. I hope so. Uh, one thing that will definitely happen is there will be a game five. Uh, that game five will be available to view at Hooters uh, in downtown Memphis um, in the P.O.P. Peabody Place area. Uh, come check that out with your boy. I will be down there for game five for the two broke for tickets. Watch party. We're bringing it back. We're doing home games only, Jason Smith. We're doing something innovative, man. Something they ain't Is that never a seen. Is 6.30 or 7 tip, saying? Do we know? I hope it's not a 9 o'clock tip because if it's 9 o'clock, oh. I won't be there. <laughs> No, that's, that's here, brother. You ain't going to be no 9 o'clock here, right? <laughs> I won't be there if it's a 9 no. o'clock start. <laughs> Let me check that out. Let me confirm that, man. No, it's not, it cannot be a 9 o'clock start. It's a 6.30 start. That sounds yeah. good to me. Yes. I'll be down there, Jason Smith. Um, uh, my son, Gabriel, will be in martial arts. Um, I need to talk to his mama make sure that's true. Because I might not be able to throw a watch party, just to be honest with you. She might be like, no, nah, you had your fun last week. You'll be taking your son to karate this time. <laughs> But Grizz nah. Nation needs you at this point, saying any yeah. every, every man on deck. Yeah, for sure. I'm about to work something out with. I'm about to work something out with you, Jason. I'm yeah, to, I can get Gabe to. Uh, I can get Gabe. Yeah, yeah I might work something out with you, man. But yeah, uh, but before we go to Game Five, the Grizzlies do have a very important Game Three. Game, sorry, Game Four tonight. Uh, I am going to call this a. I'm going to call this a Grizzlies victory again, simply because I'm not ready to have a funeral on Wednesday to cor- to coronate this season. I'm not ready for that. Um, and I don't, I also don't want to win a game down three, one, and then force it to be three, two. And then you just have to go to LA and get smashed. So if, if, if we lose tonight, I don't, I don't want all that. So I'm going to predict the victory. I think we've got the talent. A guy asked me today, do I still think Memphis is more talented than LA? Yes, I do. Um, I do, I still do predict a, a victory today. Um, I'm expecting Desert Bain's going to come out of whatever he's going through. We see that John Moran is healthy. I think that matters. I think that uh, Jaron's going to be more locked in, more focused. I don't see the foul troubles from him. And hopefully um, this ass whooping that Dylan Brooks took at the hands of uh, national media, of LeBron James, of the Lakers fans with the uh, – oh, man. If, if little boy was a situation, was, was it definitely was the time when LeBron James walked up to Dylan before the games. Hey, man, before we get started. You a clown. <laughs> like, like I see what you're doing. Like, it ain't working. Just do your job. I'm just dropping some of the stuff that LeBron said. Like, just do your job. Make some shots. You ain't ready for me. That hurt me in my soul to see LeBron talk to, talk to Dylan Brooks like that, man. Dylan Brooks, who's our guy, our crazy guy, who we throw out to do all the crazy So, did, you Dylan. wanted LeBron just to disregard that? Or, or no. you know, just told when Dylan said no, it? No. Because it was always that, No, listen, listen, listen. The way that LeBron came to him, no media – just off to the side, I would come straight to your face and tell you, man, you a fucking clown. Like, bro, like, you, LeBron didn't say that, but that's basically what he was saying to him. He, and he said it real calm, like, yeah, man, you don't want to see me, bro. Just, you know, make some shots, bro. Don't, don't worry gets, about me. Gets man. him thrown out. I mean, yeah. just, 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 uh, made, just talk to him like ownership. And LeBron, who's one of the great, greatest professional basketball players of all time, I don't mm. mean because he gets paid for it, but like you talked about, professional. He's matured. He's a, he's a grown ass man out there. He yep. came to Dylan almost like, man, you know, you you really got the kind of moxie that I would for the type of guy I like to play with to have on my team, but not not on no clown shit like what you're doing, man. Like he really he really little boy him for real. He really little boy uh, Dylan, and after that Dylan was humble as shit. Dylan's like, nah, man, y'all y'all turn me into this. <laughs> y'all, 
The media did it. I don't want none of this. <laughs> Sane called me villain first. Right. <laughs> I felt seen, man. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys are listening to the grind season <laughs> on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys for checking us out live. If you're doing it on Twitter or Facebook, I uh, hope you guys are tuning in. Man, voice uh, changed and everything. Same. Oh yeah, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan was in that joint uh, counting his fingers, like you know when you, when you <laughs> like when your parents come to your class. <laughs> yeah. When your parents come see you at school and you try to act like you a good kid, that's what Dylan was on. I mean, I was in that joint. Sam uh, Jenkins better not let him take 13 to 15 shots tonight. Yeah, when, is that ever, when has that ever been the case? When is when you ever seen Taylor Jenkins? Never, but, th- but this is yeah. it. But th- this is the end of you potentially in this playoff series. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. He's never done that. That's why we still got Dylan out of control. But if you're going to – I mean, if it's back against the wall tonight like you and I believe, yeah. you can't be let him be the thing that kills your chance yeah. this season. Exactly. So it better um, be tonight if never. I'm with you. I, I hear you, though. You'd make a fine point. And he, he's never done it before. He's never seen that man restrained. He's, he's never, re, you know, reined him in before. So, so well, but tonight. The only, thing, the only thing that has reigned Dylan Brooks in this year has been trying to play the good boy role as far as, like, his contract negotiations go. Like, he don't – they're not doing any – they're not saying anything to Dylan no. or threatening, threatening him with anything that's make it, that made him play – you know, more reserved like he was at one part of the season. He's in the playoffs, man, and he's he's a uh, he's a free agent this summer. He's gonna do what the hell he wants to do, man. And yeah. I think that's kind of where he's at right now. It's crazy. Um, he once averaged twenty five in a playoff series against Utah. Yeah, it, it was, was absolutely. It was terrible. a big two, really, between him and Ja. Him and Ja. Yeah, it was right. him and Ja. But uh, he, you know, he's falling off from that. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, as we move on to the second segment of the show, as we talk about Dylan Brooks' comments. Uh, that he made to the media. I think the worst thing that happened to Dylan was he was a player in this organization. And this feels like we're, this feels like the uh, funeral of Dylan Brooks' time here in Memphis because it feels inevitable that Dylan's not going to be here. If, if, if I'm wrong, hey, Dylan, welcome back next year. You know, you know, we'll figure it out. Together. We'll figure all this other stuff out. Right. But uh, it feels like we're giving a eulogy of uh, Dylan Brooks' career here in Memphis. But I think one of the worst things that happened to Dylan was is that he was caught in – he was a transitional player who came over from the old regime of the Grizzlies. He was here before – he is our oldest tenured player. He was here during the Chris Wallace years when we were a bad team for a couple of years in a row. Dylan was given the green light to do everything. He was a rookie that showed a little promise, and he was doing – he was a high-volume, high-usage guy on a uh, – he was a good player on a bad team. And I think that him doing that – and then being transitioned to a totally different front office, totally different direction, 
John Morant being a star player. I think the fact that he was a good player on a bad team has kind of ruined his whole thing because I think it's really made really elevated who he thinks he is. That Utah series definitely didn't help when he was when it was him and Ja in the playoffs going off against that Utah team. But I think that that we're seeing him um, kind of crumble in front of our eyes, man. And I and I think that he asked for the smoke. I think he wanted to be this villain type player, and um, I think it's. He wasn't ready for it. I think when he went to L.A., he got the shit booed out of him. And when you look, one of the greatest players, he's he's a lot of people's GOAT. He's not particularly mine. He's GOAT-ish to me, LeBron James. When you when he looked you in the face and he just talked to you like you were a crumb on the bottom of his shoes, like, like you were a gnat on an ant's ass, <laughs> when he made you feel that small, you know that made him feel like shit, man. And then he talks to the media – and he says that, you know, I really didn't sign up for all this. And, you know, the media made me. After Billy walking Billy. off the first night. He walked off the first night. Yeah. Did that the follow-up day. Talking yeah, about the follow-up day. He didn't. And see, he didn't here's, the thing, man. here's the thing about Dylan that bothers me, man. Mm. And you, you know how in hindsight your eyes get real clear, man. You can see stuff 2020. Here's, my, here's the thing that bothers me with Dylan Brooks. He did the same thing last year at the exit interview. Or the Grizzlies allowed him to do that. Or whether they asked him to leave or he asked to leave, they had the bullshit excuse like, oh, he forgot or he had something to do. Or No. He avoided the entire all, – all the media questions last year locally. And we have the softest, underhand, pitch-throwing media in the NBA probably. He avoided, you know, his uh, exit interview last year. You talk all this shit and you, you're saying things that you know what they're going to do to the media. And then you're you're adding gas on your own comments when you say he's old. I wish I could have got the Miami Cleveland LeBron. That would have been fine. I know he I know he's LeBron, but he's just another six eight, two hundred something pound basketball player. When like, oh, and then you got cooked. And the way LeBron did it was like such a gentleman, like such a professional, like you said, Jason Smith. He was like, I'm not gonna go out here and kill you for forty because I don't have to, right. but I'm gonna orchestrate, uh, I'm gonna orchestrate my team and get everybody going. And you're gonna feel me. You're gonna know I'm out here. But I'm not gonna do the 40 thing because I don't have to. You know what I mean? So um, but yeah, it's uh do you think Dylan's he's looking, cost himself money? Saying real quick, huh? Do you think he's cost himself money with the end of the year antics in terms of potentially with another team out on the free agent market? I don't think have he heard had, I, don't think his, I don't think his value ever was that high. I think Dylan was cashing in on being a culture guy or a energy guy or a, I could see this summer, I could see a team like Detroit saying, let's go get Dylan Brooks. He can, you know, yeah, he's got some stuff crazy about him. We can allow him to kind of score a little bit more. We can, we need his energy. We need his toughness. I can see a team like Houston going to get a guy like Dylan Brooks. I can see a, I can see a lot of those teams are just Orlando. Those teams are kind of young and struggling. I could, I could see them valuing just the bullshit of Dylan Brooks. Nothing has to do with I was going to jump in real quick. Don't you have to have him on a team, though, saying that's got some other veterans? If you make Dylan Brooks the veteran in a locker room with the Houston Rockets or the Orlando Magic, they're, they're, that, that's going to rub off the wrong way on some. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I can see a team like that still doing it. You just got a team with still dude. Yeah, I got you. I, mm-hmm. got you. I guess I was I thinking about where it would work. You're right, though. Right. Yeah, I can teams. see a team like the Los Angeles Lakers getting Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I can I'm, see after all this. I can see vets who say, hey, we can – yeah, yeah. We, you know, I've seen we, I've seen LeBron and Kobe go get their biggest nemesis all the time, and have them on their team the next season. I, I saw Ron Artest 
get all in Dylan and get all in Kobe's ass for years. And then when he was available, Ron Artest was sitting right there beside Kobe Bryant. I've seen Rajah Bell go from playing against Kobe to playing with Kobe. I've seen all these guys who were, you know, LeBron and LeBron knows, you know, the value of a guy like Dylan. You know what I mean? But but, no, but, no, but Dylan thinks he's the 24 up in the Raptors. Oh, yeah. He, he'll think he's Kobe. Means he's like, I'm not. Uh, oh, yeah. It, wherever, whoever signs Dylan Brooks this summer. Please don't be one of those teams that already have Kobe's number retired because that's going to be a serious <laughs> problem. Oh, I need you to unretire that's that. What I thought he was going for the other day with the 13 shots and two quarters. I thought he was going for 24. 24. Yeah. <laughs> but shot attempts, not points. Shot attempts. Yeah. And I'm not going to act like Dylan has not been extremely entertaining. When Dylan came out and he said, you know, um, you know, he's old and all those type of things, man, I loved it. But, bro, you can't do that and then you're running from the media. Then you're saying, oh, oh like the media that. may be Dylan the villain. Yeah. Let me correct you too, Dylan Brooks. The media did not make you uh, Dylan the villain. Anthony Sane made you Dylan the villain. I gave I you that I moniker. Thought so. I thought so. I thought, thought I, 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 brought, I made that Dylan the villain shit up, man. I made yeah. it up like his, uh, his second year or his first year. Yeah. One or two. I, I started so. all that. So if you're going to call me out, Dylan Brooks, just call me out. That's who I heard say it first <laughs> was the great Anthony Sane on villain. And then the Grizzlies, uh, when he really started getting villain-esque, you know, the Grizzlies came out and started villain Brooks as to, mm. you know, <laughs> as to not just give you my props. They just, you know, Well, they were still, they were still a lot of your stuff back then, wasn't it? Uh, you know that, man. Well, that's a whole other conversation. I'm, I'm like Little Richard, man. They still they stole everything. From me. I know. I, I know. <laughs> hey, but I don't, I don't mess with the Grizzlies, though, because they allow me to sell my T-shirts in peace. They do not bother me. <laughs> we have a very friendly agreement when it comes down to my shirts. They don't bother me at all about stuff that I said. They could have your ass in court any day. Yeah. Huh? Hey, hey, when you want to the villain, hey, go ahead. What else you want? <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, Asylum T's not on one. It does, you know, it keeps some lights on for sure. But um, yeah, man. But Dylan, you you just can't do that, man. You can't talk all that shit about one of the greatest players of all time. He comes out there, suns you before the game starts. You lay an egg. You take more shots than Jaron and Desmond Bain were taking combined at one point. You get you get mad. We ain't talking about that. You get mad. You punch LeBron James in the balls. I don't care. If nobody was saying nasty little dirty dudes like Dylan mastered the way to slick hit somebody in the balls. And, it's, and you don't really notice he did it. Like, it's, but Donovan uh, Mitchell, he was slick with the Donovan yeah, one. Yeah, man, come on. It, it was clearly intentional, man. Like, if you say – you can say whatever. That was clearly intentional. Um, it's no coincidence that the guy that you were talking shit who came out and fathered you before the game started, and then you laid an egg. It's clear that you – it's clear that you hit that man in the balls on purpose. I mean, let's stop. Let's stop the malarkey. He's lucky he didn't get suspended. I'm glad he didn't get suspended because we need Dylan, man. At the end of the day, when people are done talking, Dylan Brooks is – that's another thing, too. Dylan could very well be on one of the all-defensive teams this year, and I think that's something – Dylan, somebody – he's going to have off-season value, bro. It's going to be close. I don't, I don't think he's going to be, like, get paid like he's making 20 something million dollars a year, but there are going to be teams who want him. It's not like Memphis is going to be like, oh, see, we told you. you. You Come on back to Memphis for $6 million. Well, like, I don't think I, that's going to I'll end it with it saying he has not been Tony Allen to lead on defense. No. To no, justify everything else, so we saw a guy that we were willing. Okay, we're gonna have him out. Golden State's gonna back off. Dang, mm -hmm. Tony Allen. So th this is not the same. I don't want. He's not in the same category of of his defensive yep. impact. He is not. 
Yeah, he's not. But I, I do think he has value. If he, I think he has value regardless of how ass he is on offense sometimes. I think that Dylan still is a high-level defender. He's a culture guy. And I think if the right team gets him, he probably – or the right team can think they've got him. I think he's got that type of value. I think he could uh, – I think there are teams who will credit Dylan Brooks to a lot of which we saw here in the Grizz next-gen era. I think there are people who see his value as far as it's concerned. He's making an ass out of himself for sure, and I, and that's that's undeniable. Um, but I'm sure there's someone in his ear who's co-signed to this. I'm sure he has an agency. I'm sure he has PR people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he's being instructed that this is probably a good – course of action because at the end of the day man guys like Patrick Beverly stay employed Draymond Green will have suitors either by the Warriors or somebody's going to value Draymond Green those kind of guys who don't really give you a lot offensively but they're just nasty dirty dudes PJ Tucker has suitors everywhere in the league Jay Crowder you know what I'm saying regardless of how good these guys are those remaining quote-unquote tough guys they still have you know value in the league he could very well be back in Memphis there's going to be a podcast we're going to talk about soon the inevitable is what do you do if Dylan Brooks isn't here, which I, me and you both lean that he's not going to be here. So uh, that's going to be a whole nother conversation, but he definitely has value. He's, he's definitely a good defender if nothing else. Uh, he may be a little overrated defender because he's more of a loud defender. Mm. He is a good defender. And when I say loud, he does the most like you can, Hey, I'm, I'm playing defense. He's one of those type of defenders. <laughs> he's not the quiet Bruce Bowen, OG Ananobi, oh. um, He's not no. that type of defender. He's not the Kawhi Leonard type. He's, he's a loud defender, man. He's going to let you, like, look at me, I'm slapping the floor. Like, I'm playing hard defense. Like, he's going to do all that stuff, you know, let you know he's playing defense. But I think Dylan def- definitely has a um, a role here. I don't expect much from him um, for the rest of this series. I think that LeBron James neutered him. Uh, <laughs> and he neutered him more than likely. Um, I do think we win tonight, though, Jason Smith. I'm going to stay up late because I think we're going to win the game tonight. I hope that uh, – that uh, we could pull this one out for sure. But Dylan, the city of Memphis, man, we love shit talking. We gonna ride with you while you talking shit, but you gotta take that smoke, man. You, you, not only did you run from the smoke, not only did you not run up the chimney, bro, you jumped off the roof. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you jumped, you were a, a abandoned ship with the smoke, man, for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <clears throat> but you guys are listening to Grind Season. Here on the Free Odyssey app, we are going live on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you guys for checking us out um, as we experiment with this live thing, man. See what y'all think about it. On old days, the Periscope over, so we don't get the live comments or whatever. But mm-hmm. we do appreciate you guys checking us out, checking us out on YouTube. Like I said, uh, we are having uh, another watch party at Hooters uh, on Wednesday. Come check that out. 6.30, the two broke for tickets. Watch party. People asking me why am I not doing uh, the road games? Cause they, they don't fit the brand, man. Everybody, everybody watching at the house on the road game. At the, this for the people at the house, man. Even one, even this a home game. You still broke. Can't even go to the games, man. But I want you to be able to flourish, man. We Memphis, man, flourish in that city, Jesus, man. 
I want you to come down to the plaza like you really finna go to the game. Plus, you, you had the you and the uh, Grizzlies are y'all cooperate. You're in cooperation. Yeah, I'm one, cooperation. I want to play fair with them, man. They let me sell bootleg shirts. I don't fuck with y'all. I don't fuck with y'all. You know what I mean? Cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying, man? You know, I try to keep a, a good partnership with the home team. Exactly. But now, uh, oh, who brought the season? Jason Smith. I think this is simple. Uh, whatever drug John Morant was on gets the season in today. We're going to call that drug. Booger sugar. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, Jabba Ray gets the, Jabba Ray gets the seasoning. The medical crew gets the seasoning for getting that man ready for game three. I did I not think he was going to look that good. What a miracle. Oh, a miracle of science. Let's see Jabba Ray out there, man. Uh, I have no sauce because no one deserves any. No. I know he had 45 points. 45 points you didn't bother to watch. By uh, Stick around and watch. <laughs> Her team is just not. I ain't seen the highlight. I ain't a seen nothing. A triple-double that you had to that point was too uh, angry or, or cared about to watch. No, man. It was in garbage time. The most important thing was that Jock could do that, that that hand was right. And hopefully, again, it's uh, you know, it's 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 all part of a better effort tonight. I, I, Whoever shot Jock up with whatever, that's what I'm giving the season to. Whatever season it was in that needle. That's why I give the season to. Yeah. I, man, can you – there really wasn't a player that you could look at in that game. I mean, Josh no. set Josh to the side that you, it was said, okay, you played well. And then Josh came, you know, at pretty much garbage time. So Right. Um, Santi just looked like he needs to get the hell up out of there. I, he's not ready for this. He's not ready yet for this. He's I not. argue with people all year long about overvaluing Tyus Jones. The playoffs oh. comes and – what is I don't the get it with Tyus Jones, bro? Why does he get so bad in the playoffs? Starter Tyus and bench Tyus, regular season Tyus, playoff Tyus. The thing is, when Tyus in the playoffs was starting in game two, he played great. But coming off the bench, did the he play great or did we just top. win? I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not ready to say he played great because I think he had like eight points or something. If he had that. Oh, but he was, but 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 saying he was part of getting the ball to Tillman early. He was part of he was all that whole floor game. The way the ball moved, I realized the maybe the points weren't there for you, but Tyus was huge in terms of the the way you played offensively without Ja. And but so you know, the numbers suggest that there are that all lineups without John ja Morant are good, even when Tyus isn't out there. Like if it's like when it was Kyle Anderson or Bain or whoever is at the point. If there's there. I don't really think it's a – I'm not trying to shit on Tyus Jones because I understand his value. I understand how good he is. But I just I just think that that is a mirage. The people think that we're better without John. I just think it's just not – It's not better. It like, it's two different types of offenses. Yeah. yeah, one, and yeah. One, one has a superstar running it. And that's and – that's, we'll talk about that soon too. We're about to wrap today's shows up. Show up. But if uh, if we lose tonight – the next podcast will have some fire and outrage from Anthony. Sanders. Say he had he had 10, 8, and 6 in that game. That's a good Ooh. Tyus Jones game as a Ooh, game two? Tyus in game two. Yeah, 10, 8, and 6 for real? 10, 8, and oh. 6. Right, 10, 8, and bad. 6. That was a good game. Take that back, man. Take that back. But no, but check this out, though, Smith. This, this is – I'll give you guys a preview just in case we lose the game tonight. Name another situation where you got a team where your two best players – you just cannot get both of them going at the same time. And it's we're in year four of it. And I'm talking about John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., of course. 
Paul and, and Kawhi, you know, that's you know, it's a it's a different but that's so that's so there's like they're not playing old, old man, I've seen, yeah. I've seen them two dudes you're, cooking you're the same saying, time. Get them going at the same time. Yeah, I'm saying the, the fact that, that we're talking about it's the team better without John Morant. The fact that oh. that's even a conversation. It's not whose fault is it? Like who all we're gonna put some people, that's what we're gonna do, Jason Mill. Depending on how this, this series ends, we might have a little trial case where we say who is to blame. In the in the in the curious case of John Morant, and if we're better with with or with or without him on the court, I think, I think gonna, be, yeah, there's there's a couple of names we could probably associate with that. Yeah, we got we got to figure that out, man. But I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think we're gonna see the Grizzlies break out oh, tonight and take care of their business here in Game Four. I All think right. you feel the same. I hope so. Wes. It will be like a funeral in here, you know. Yeah, it'll be a funeral. Yeah, we'll be in Hooters. I'll so be in Hooters. You're so close to, to taking back control, and you'll be a you'll uh, you know yeah, what I'm saying. You win the night, man. You win the night. Is yeah. You three games, series, and two games over at the house. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I do, I do feel that. Let's go get that win tonight. That's all I want to see happen. For Jason right. Smith, this is Anthony the same. We about to slide up out this joint. But y'all, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for subscribing. Appreciate y'all for watching this live. And until then, till we see y'all again, keep grinding.